Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Happy Valentine's Day, Internet. Thank you for joining us here on Rates and Ladders. We're one person short today, but I'm very happy to be on a little online date with uh, Neil and Dom here. So, evening, gentlemen. How are we doing? Evening, buddy. Yeah, all good. I, uh, I'm all good. If I look like I'm dancing after Dom's music, it's because my back is in pain and I'm having a spasm go up my back. So if I uh, if I do look very odd, that is the reason why. But yeah, good to, good to be here. Dan's missing this week because he's he's wooing his woman. So he's uh, he's he's doing this basically. So fair play to him. What do you reckon? You know Dan better than me and Dom do, I'd say, Neil. So what do you reckon Dan's doing? I mean, like, like what's what would his vibe be on Valentine's Day? I feel like I feel like he's getting a foot massage or there's some like rose petals on the bed. There's something like that. Well, I, makes... say, I, I actually know what he's doing because he asked me about it. So I'll let, I'll let you go for your, your guess. Yours is a, a foot massage, is it? Yeah. Well, he, he's not joining us, so it must be something important. He must be busy. Don, what's your guess then? I'm, I think he's gone to something like Nirvana. Oh, yeah. You're both, you're both very close. Yeah. He has gone down that route of spa vibes, bless him. So, yeah. Wow. Cool. There you go. I, did, cool. I, did, I did catch up with him earlier because I went on my Valentine's date, which was my afternoon dog walk with Louis, which was the best Valentine's ever. And uh, yeah, I caught up with him and he said he was already on the wine. So fair play to him. I hope nice. you enjoyed it. <laughs> but anyway, the, the three of us are still here to give a quick update on what's <laughs> going on in the property and mortgage world. So um, drop your questions and comments in the comments section property related or valentine's related whatever we're here to chat for 20 minutes or so um but dom i'm curious what's going on in the mortgage market i know you know not an awful lot can happen in a week but um any big changes since we last spoke or any rates coming down below four percent where are we up to with mortgages yeah so 60 percent loan to value there are a couple of deals in the market a sub four percent which what? might sound a bit odd if the base rate's at four but as we know from previous chats, it, the, the base rate doesn't set the fixed rate market. That's the, the swap rates do that. Uh, the, the rate war is alive and kicking, guys. So we're, we're fully expecting um, Good. a bit more pressure. And the other thing I suppose that's changed, so I wasn't here last week, uh, so it's sort of two weeks worth, with just some changes in <clears throat> excuse me, criteria, <clears throat> loan to income, multipliers etc you'll have to excuse me i've picked up a virus or something this week um so overall the lending market is alive and well so those that do need to find a deal will find one without a shadow of doubt and i, I think it will get better in the short term they won't go they're not going to go below three but you know we should see a bit more pressure into the into the high threes maybe mid Depends how aggressive somebody wants to be, really. But yes, yeah, all good. It's all good. That seems positive in terms of it being on under the the thing that I've always noticed is obviously the loan to value. Are there many options now for first time buyers or the people with the lower deposits, or what are the options there? Has much changed in the last couple of weeks that front? You you can get a deal up to ninety five percent, no problem. It's the same the same scenario. Uh, last time I checked, ninety five. It was. Um, it was it was over five percent 
and if you drop you know if you can go from five percent deposit to ten percent deposit it's worth just under a, a, a percent in rate so it makes a big difference yeah and uh, i did a calculation with with a couple of clients and said basically you know you, if you only put in five percent uh, they're going to charge you the other five percent that you don't have an interest over the five-year term so you know you're, you're just you're paying for it uh over the period as the risk premium so 10% really is the sweet spot. You know, once you've got 10% plus, you're you're going to start hunting in, in the areas where, and the rate will just get better and better until you get to 60%, basically. Cool. Yeah. Nice. It doesn't seem like there are many instances where a 5 <clears throat> is a good idea. Not really. I mean, you know, it depends. I've got, I've got a big, I've got a big purchase going through in London. Um, and the, 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 the the couple have a very, very good income. You know, their, their combined income is significant and they mm. don't want to commit all of their cash right now. So they've gone with 5%. Um, but even in the period we've been looking at that, I think we're on our fifth reoffer. So they started off at X percent. And then as the pressures come down, you know, we get an alert, we go in the next day, we apply for the, for the lower rate. And that's a hidden benefit of working with somebody like me. <clears throat> because we will we will deal with that for you if you start trying to deal with I don't know if you saw my post on Facebook about um you know you can probably go to your bank and succeed in getting a mortgage very good uh, but it's probably not going to be the best outcome for you and uh I saw another example of, of somebody who did a product transfer directly with their bank and then it went through you know some months later but in the intervening period, the bank had, had reduced its product transfer rates three or four times, uh, which put the client a few grand out of pocket. Now, the bank's not going to monitor that and, and volunteer the better rate. You've got to have another pair of eyes on it. And that's what we do. Basically, it's, it's a it's a hidden. It's a hidden piece of value that that good advice firms offer their, their clients because you, you deal with us and we we worry about it and we keep worrying about getting you the best deal until until the time has passed. So it's, it's, it's an interesting time, but certainly you need, in my view, I, I mean, I'll, I would say this one, but you need, you need somebody else looking at it for you. If you're going to get the best deal, hundred percent. I think that's, um, to be fair, that's golden advice. And there's not many people that actually, when they look at going for a mortgage or buying a property, they'll be very quick to. Sorry, Neil, carry on. I'll put it back up. But yeah, there's there's a lot of people when you're speaking to buyers out there, they'll they'll go direct. But I've done this for 14 years and worked with different mortgage advisors along the way. But one thing that I've always noticed with financial advisors or mortgage advisors is they're very quick to give you new advice if there's something out there to be had, like you were saying. Whereas when you go direct to a lender, you've gone in the door, you've gone out the door, that's it. It's... It, I think in, in a market where there's downward pressure and change on rates, uh, some some people are cost conscious, right? I get that. I don't want no problem with that. Some people, you know, and we're, we're a fee, a fee charging business and the fee isn't significant. It's just, we have to turn a profit. You know, our, our costs are significant. We have to turn a profit. And part of that is by charging a small fee. Some people don't want to pay the fee and they say, well, I'll, I'll just deal with it myself. I'll go direct to my bank. Fine. Um, that may be the best rate. It probably won't, but it might be if you get lucky. Um, but once you've booked that rate with that in-house advisor who you're going to struggle to talk to again for weeks because they're always booked up far in advance, 
they won't then proactively tell you when the bank lowers their rates. So unless you're watching it and you're prepared to go back around the loop with it, um, you might have saved yourself 400 quid on, a, on an advice fee, but you're paying more over the term because you haven't got somebody intervening as soon as the rates come down to say, hello, Mr. Mr. Lender, we'd like a lower offer, please. Yeah. It, it just It's a false economy. You, you, if you only see the cost and you don't correlate it with the value, so I'm making a big point about explaining to people what you get for your money, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and if, if somebody doesn't doesn't understand the cost versus value argument, then fine, you know, I've, I've got no yeah, problem, problem with that. All, can you? Yeah, we've yeah. reached that obviously in our line of work. I know Matt's the same as, as us. <clears throat> yeah. We're not trying to be low service, high number or high mm. volume. We're trying to be good service, help the client and in turn get you a better result and a better price, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's, we, we've said it multiple times where, you, you get what you pay for, don't you? So pay someone that knows what they're doing to uh, to do what they what they're doing. In that particular case, with with the clients who are buying in London, in the time that we've been getting reoffers from the lender, uh, we've put about two hundred and thirty pound back in their pocket a month over five years. <laughs> a month. Yeah, there Stop. you go, and that's, that's all. That's all the difference, isn't it? Because they haven't they haven't had, they haven't had to lift a finger, they haven't had to monitor anything, they haven't had to make a phone call. We're just doing it for them. So, you know, they, they quite clearly get, get the fee argument because they've, I mean, they've paid for the fee many, many times over. Arguably, I could have tripled the fee and they'd still be better off. But, you know, we, we charge a fair price for the work that we do. Absolutely. To that point, I'm just going to bring up this. Uh, <coughs> I think it articulates your point very well. Going to a bank for a mortgage just because you bank there. And they happen to do mortgages. A bit like asking your mum for a haircut just because she happens to own some scissors. <laughs> the best possible outcome. And it's true, isn't it? We all had, well, I definitely had a lockdown haircut. I think you did as well, Neil. And it's, um, I've never been more happy to pay the £19 for my haircut. Now. <laughs> Looking at the glare, which I must apologise for, I could actually do with that, you know, some hair to cut. What I will say, in, in that, that isn't my, that isn't my work. I, I, Nick that from a guy on Twitter, uh, sorry, on LinkedIn. I can't remember his name, but it just kind of summed it up for me, really. You know, yeah, it's probably post, isn't it? It makes sense. But yeah. like I say, can't win them all. Unfortunately, some people will be, uh, will look at it at, at the initial uh, value rather than the outcome or the overview. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen, um, especially in the past, uh, past jobs, I see where there's a fixation on just paying the smallest fee. <laughs> You know, as yeah. close to zero as possible, as close to zero as possible, losing sight of how much you're going to sell your house for, how much you're going to buy the next house for, and then the stress you're going to encounter yeah. in those six months, you know, completely losing sight of all of that and just being fixated on fee. It's a yeah. um, false economy, like you say. Tell me if you agree or not, and just on that, and I've been banging on about this for ages, but I've, in the last five to eight years, I've noticed more people want that easier life than ever before like as in they'll they'll prefer to pay you still got some people and it's funny because i've created a couple of memes i've not shared them with you matt but you, you'll probably appreciate them but it's all about paying or trying to pay a low fee but expecting a high service mm. it comes down to that at the same time but i think that just goes throughout i've noticed i don't know about you guys but i've noticed it a lot more in the last five years people seem like they want that less stress, easier lifestyle, pay a little bit more and, and get the better outcome. So that's one thing that we we massively thrive on is making sure people are stress-free as possible. 
I think it's interesting where people choose to spend money. You know, like some people will wear designer clothes and they'll insist on wearing designer clothes, even if they might not, you know, afford them in logical terms. I've something for me, I've never getting a bit older and happened to, you know, I had to call a plumber the other week and I was just like, I don't want a cheap plumber. I want a plumber who's going to come around and fix it and answer his phone. Yeah. You know, it's, it's those kind of things where it's like, I don't mind paying the money. I just want this problem to go away. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because yeah. I think there was another, a to, another topic <clears throat> of uh, where we can save money with everything going on, wasn't it? Yeah. So we're going to do a little cost of living segment i know we were discussing each having a tip but neil i don't think you're the one to ask for uh <laughs> money saving tips although you did mention going to cost costco for fuel last time which i think is a good one yeah i did yeah i've still not made it to costco uh for fuel because uh, again convenience i've got the petrol station <laughs> just stop there i'm one i'm a typical convenience person which as i said that's what i've noticed more more so which we were touching on but if I, if I were to give one tip, and this is only from my failure, I, do, I don't know my in, like my income and my outcome, or ingoings, in outgoings, so to speak. Your budget of, planner. Yeah, exactly. I've, I think I've attempted to do a budget planner once before, and I think, Dom, didn't we even look at one a little while ago, and I just gave up on it. So if you can, do a budget planner, because I haven't got a clue what goes on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'm probably the worst person for giving advice when it comes to money saving shall I, shall I give you my top tip matt go ahead do a budget planner <laughs> and there's a re there's a reason that this forms a key part of any fact find that we do whether it, you know whether it's a mortgage or protection or pensions awareness <laughs> the budget planner the expenditure planner always forms part of it because it's impossible to work out what you might be able to afford if you wanted to, or what you might be needing to cut out or something, which is just not adding any value at all to your life, unless you know where your money's going. So the budget, what the budget planner does for people, and it's not for just, it's not just for people that are struggling. It's, this should be a standard thing. And I'll give you an example. Cause I've been, I went through this yesterday. I'm not immune to, the cost of living struggles that that we all are so i i took a bit of time yesterday afternoon feeling a bit sorry for myself uh to just go through my direct debits and i looked at my sky and thought well yeah i'm, I'm locked in on the tv package to the end of september but they were getting a phone call the day that i can ring them and say what well, i want i want a better deal and they will do deals for you um but I've got a, I've got a Sky mobile package, and one of them's an iPad for my wife. And I noticed I was paying seven pound a month for a SIM for one gig of data. Well, the iPad never leaves the house. It never leaves the house. <laughs> so I rang Sky and said, "Look, I just I, there's no point in that even being. I don't even know why I've got it." And they said, "Yeah, no, that's fine. We'll we'll just take it off." Uh, now seven pound is not a lot of money, but if you if you imagine the number of people that have subscriptions. That they've had for donkeys and they've never really looked at <coughs> a lot of money could a lot of money that's that's why subscriptions are so valuable to businesses because they just they kind of bimble along and and i'm telling you if 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 you both did and anybody viewing did a budget planner unless they're like me when they're already doing it as as a matter of course you would find things that you would think i'm not getting any value out of that 
I'm gonna I'm gonna bin it. I reckon I, I I say this every time we talk about budget planners. I should really do one. Yeah. So. It's, I think it's it's hard to do and, and stick to. It was only when I first got my mortgage I was kind of got like privy to the benefit of doing a budget planner. Um mm. But there's a difference, isn't there, Don, between committed, how would you call it, committed expenditure and uncommitted? Or so if you've got a yeah, gym, so you've, got, you've got committed and, and discretionary spend, basically. Yeah. So like a gym membership or Netflix, you can cancel at any time. But like a car lease, you're stuck with that for the term. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and it depends. You know, some some gym memberships are for the minimum 12 months and then you start to roll. So you've just got to make sure that you know where you stand and what you've signed up to. And, and I mean, Jim's a classic example of, you know, someone signs up and they start with a load of enthusiasm, especially at the start of the year, you know, you get the, the January, I'm going to, I'm going to do things differently this year surge. And then by February, it's gone out the window because life gets in the way. And then December, you're still paying a subscription. You haven't been. I was, Madness. I, was a, I was a member of two gyms. No need to stick your fingers up either, Neil. <laughs> I was I was a member of two gyms at the same time, right. and to be fair, the reason I'd done it was was a good reason to start with because I'd done a I had a personal trainer a long time ago, uh, and he was a friend of mine, so he used to train at a specific gym, but I wanted to also train at a closer gym, so mm. I was a member of both gyms, and then after his PT sessions and stuff, or after that that had all finished, I just carried on with the gym. I just left the gym memberships running. And I'd only go to the one around the corner every so often. I never even went to the one that's in Reading after his PT. So I had for about two years, I was paying two gym memberships and using one probably 2% of the year. So I'm I, probably- I, I, I'll tell you another one that, that gets away from people is your mobile phone bill, especially if you're buying the, the handset as part of the contract. Because you'll reach a point, you've, you've bought the handset, but they keep charging the same amount of money. Yeah. Or they'll have repriced a, a SIM only package downwards, and I, that was another phone call I made yesterday because I'm paying twenty five pound a month. For, it's 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 for my youngest son, and I'm, I'm I'm trying to get him off the payroll in that respect so that he can go and earn his own money uh, and have some responsibilities to, that he's got to pay for him. But <clears throat> when I spoke to that supplier, um, you know, I'm paying twenty five pound a month for. 40 gig a day when unlimited calls and texts and all and they've got a package on the table for 18 pound a month for unlimited data and unlimited calls and texts like well you haven't told me about that why not yeah. you know how long have i been paying seven pound a month for nothing um, well they go gave me 25 pound as a gesture of goodwill and switched it but you get the point you know if and if you don't look at it yeah you're never gonna, gonna oh, yeah. be on top of your money it's classic phone contracts. People don't think of it, but you're basically just buying the phone on credit and getting a bit of data on on top as well, right? And then, but if you go past the 24 months, you can still be paying 30, 40, 50 quid a month for yeah. just a sim only contract. Um, we've had a. I know we're we're yeah. about to wrap up, gents, but we've actually had a question from uh, Mr. Macbeth. He's taking a break from uh, Valentine's <laughs> date night to jump on here and ask a question. Appreciate. Um, so before we go, this is probably one for you, Dom. If if uh, Ian or anyone else is remortgaging a year from today, yeah, will he be all right? Or should he move abroad? I love that question. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I think he should buy a, buy a place in the sun 
annual mortgages property in the UK because you know <clears throat> much better to have uh, a bolt hole in the sun. No, you you will be okay, Ian, because um, everything that I'm reading suggests that by 2024, inflation is going to be below the government target of two percent, and you know rates will will adjust accordingly. So yeah, absolutely, I think it's it's probably going to be a good time to remortgage. I think this year get remortgages are going to get better anyway. Um, next year, I think it'd be even better. So absolutely. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too, too fussed about it. I think the worst, the worst is over from, you know, that disruption last year uh, yeah. and it will get better this year into next year. Yeah. I'm feeling good, good. about it. Actually. We'll see know. how well that, we'll see how well that ages in December perhaps. Yeah. Well, we'll, It'll probably be one of these ones where we watch it back and go, ah, we did get it right. <laughs> We're on record, so it's uh, it's here now. Uh, Absolutely. So. Was someone clicking yeah. a pen just yeah. there? Was there? Was there? Did anyone else hear that clicking sound? Was that yeah, it was me. Sorry. Ah, I knew that. <laughs> Such a fidget, isn't he? Such a fidgeter. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, um, did you think I you were watching The Last of Us? <laughs> but the little little things coming out of the out of the woodwork. <laughs> around like where's it coming from? My computer's broken. <coughs> well, there's a, there's, one, there's there's one 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 species of the uh, fungi infected people are called um, clickers, aren't they? Anyway, sorry, I'm talking rubbish. Yeah, we, Carry on. We're both feeling rubbish, so maybe we do. Maybe we have got the clickers. It's the most in demand property in Reading at the moment. Another question. Thank you, Mr. Macbeth. So the 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 two the two bedroom house, there's not a lot of them available. And anything that I see come coming up, anything freehold, two bedrooms or three bedrooms, it's just flying like that. There is a more of an appetite for the two bedroom flats and the one bedroom flats, but anything freehold, two or three bedrooms is still crazy high demands. And I would imagine that's probably what you're finding as well, Neil. Yeah, I was going to say my our bread and butter at the moment are three and four bedroom houses. Um, we've got I've got one one that Matt, you kindly helped me with today that will absolutely go bonkers. I've got um, one in Shinfield that's due to have eight nine viewings so far. It only launched two days ago. Nine viewings so far for this Saturday. Uh, their neighbouring property or opposite property is a four bed detached. Um, and that one's already going bonkers just from the socials. So yeah, four bedroom, four bedroom family homes, three bedroom semis where people are moving up a little bit, or lucky enough to be first time buyers. That is the creme de la crop. Yeah, it's still those family homes, isn't it, that are in demand? Yeah, people. I've I've noticed obviously with with rentals still being quite high. There's a lot of people that are have been rented for quite a long time, and now they're going right we need to do something about this and that they're now feeling the pinch on the rental understandably. Um, and they'll, they'll want to jump into that three and the four bed. They'll have, they'll have some savings behind them. And obviously they're not jumping for the, for the one bedroom, two bedroom market. They're jumping for the three and the four. So, yeah. Which is why if you're rented, it's always a good time to look at <laughs> and speaking to someone like Tom, how we do it. That's probably someone calling me trying to buy a three or a four bedroom house. So, <laughs> so with that, I've got some steaks to cook. Yes, enjoy your. 
I, I've got a client call to make for another hour, and then I'm going home. Yeah, get back, get back to your woman, Dom. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go out for some beers with my mate. <laughs> oh, it, it is his Sanjay. Sanjay's gonna finish finish oh, off with a gag. Before we go, we'll end on this. We'll end on this. You ready for it? Yeah, because I don't know the answer. <laughs> Love it. Love Very it, good. Yeah. With that, we're going to sign off. Not bad. Not bad. Peace See you later, guys. Times, people.